Let us pray. Lord, your Holy Spirit falls over us to help open the word. And as the Lord came to Jeremiah in his time, bring this word now to us. Touch our mouths and our hearts with your word today. May the Spirit open up our lives that we may understand you better, not only in our life, Lord, but in your church and in your world. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Our reading this morning comes from Jeremiah. And really, what can I say about Jeremiah? If you know anything about Jeremiah, Jeremiah was the unwilling mouthpiece of God. He was a prophet for God that didn't really want to be a prophet. And, and he just didn't feel confident that that was something God was calling him to. And, and so he had a lot of excuses. He made a lot of excuses. But here's the thing about Jeremiah, he always, always kind of went and did it. And, and one of the reasons he did that was because when he realized that it wasn't his ministry that God was calling him to, but God's ministry that he was being called to and empowered by God, it changed things for him. And he was willing to give it a chance. And when you read the book of Jeremiah, you find that, that Jeremiah's voice and God's voice are often intertwined. And it's really hard to tell who's speaking. And, and, and so theologians have taken that apart. But the major consensus and what I truly have found out of that is the reason that Jeremiah and God's voice are so intertwined is because Jeremiah and God were so intertwined. You couldn't tell where the voice of God left off and the voice of Jeremiah started because Jeremiah was passionate for the Lord. And his passion carried over into his everyday life. It, it didn't matter that people didn't listen to him. People threw food at him. People chased him out of town. Nobody listened to him. I think Jeremiah made one convert in his entire, in his entire career as a prophet. And yet, he continued and continued to ministry for the God. And, and that's, that's an important thing. But one of the things we forget is, how, how, do, how does this start? Like I said to the kids this morning, how do you know? How do you know it's time? So I'm gonna invite Dallas up. And we're gonna hear Jeremiah's conversation with the Lord about Jeremiah's call to be a prophet. Uh, the reading, uh, Jeremiah chapter one, verses four to 10. And a little bit more as a background, this was a, another turbulent time in the Middle East when powers were of Assyria and Egypt and Babylon uh, were vying for power and in the end Nebuchadnezzar took over the whole area. Uh, and uh, so God needed a strong message, someone who would remain uh, faithful and lead uh, his people. The Lord gave me this message. I knew before I formed you in your mother's womb, or before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. O sovereign God, or O sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you, I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go when 
whenever or wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and I will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against the nations and kingdoms. So you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. Thanks for the word of the Lord. Thank you, Dallas. I, I like how Dallas brings a, a little bit of uh, further background I into things. And, and one, of, one of the things that you note that he did say was God needed a powerful spokesman. Did that sound like one? No. God will use anybody. So if, when we think we can't be used by God, it, it, it's just like, me? No, no. Think of Jeremiah. That's what Jeremiah said. I'm too young. Me? It can't possibly be me. Why would you choose me? But God said to him, I formed you. I knew you. I set you apart. And I appointed you. Now, this was not an unknown thing to the Israelites, and, and the Jewish people knew that. They, uh, prior to that, they, they'd heard David in his Psalms, and he put it eloquently. He says, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance, and in your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when you as yet, there is none of them at all. Here's an interesting thing, and sometimes I think we need to stop and think about this. God says to Jeremiah, I knew you when? There's a big word there, before. I knew you before you were formed in the womb. Before you were knitted together in your mother's womb, I knew you. So that means you have always been known by God. I knew you before, I know you now. And, and as Sylvia said earlier, and, and it's really quite Quite a thing to think about. Sometimes when we pray, we don't know what to say. But the Bible teaches us when we don't know what to say, give it to the Holy Spirit who will give the words to God in the name of Jesus and the Lord will hear our prayers. Sometimes when we're left alone and don't know what to do, we have to stop and give it to God and allow God to open our minds and our hearts because hearing God's voice changes absolutely everything. And when you listen, the touch of God on our lives transforms us. Now, this is an important thing to remember. Did it sound like Jeremiah was a willing servant of God? No, he wasn't. Oh, no, no, not me, I'm too young. I don't speak well. Don't pick me. If God came down right now, this very moment, and went, 
I'm not going to point a finger anywhere because I don't want anyone to get nervous. Just went you, tapped you on the shoulder. Hello, I have something for you to do. What are you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> Jeannie Kay has this face up here, he's like, no. <laughs> That's the face. And most of us would make that. We would go, why me? I, I, I'm not capable. I'm not ready. I, 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 haven't, I haven't studied. I haven't done this. I'm not, I just, no, no, not me. We would say, not me. And so Jeremiah really isn't that far off. Why me? I, I'm not ready. But there was something that we find out later about Jeremiah. Jeremiah still believed in God. Now, don't forget, Jeremiah is having conversation with God. It's not like he's walking away from God. He's just telling God that he doesn't want to do this. Now, have you ever had that? I'm having a fight with God at the moment. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean you're away from God. It means you and God are disagreeing about something. We know who wins there. I don't know why we do that, but we do. We have a fight with God. And it's, it makes it for a funny thing, doesn't it? Because in our hearts, we know that God is real and God is in our lives, and God surrounds us, and we feel confident that we can have that argument. It's like having an argument with your brother. Nothing's ever gonna change that, or your sister. Nothing's ever gonna change that. They're your brother or sister. They can't get away from you. They got you. That's what family's all about. And there's this, there's this sense of security of having that, we're gonna talk this out, we're gonna butt heads, and we're gonna get through it. And that's what Jeremiah says to God right from the very beginning. No, no, not me. Not me. Don't pick me. It's an issue of commitment, isn't it? It's not that he's committed, not committed to God. He's not committed to God's course of action. He's not committed to the mission God has for him. He's not committed to getting out and doing what God's calling him to do. But he's committed to God. Now, we need to really wrestle with that big difference. There's knowing God, and there's knowing God. When we just sit and go, yes, I love the Lord, I go to church, I praise every Sunday. Yeah, that's okay. And then I do it again next week. Hallelujah, if somebody asks me during the week, I go, yes, I believe in God. But is that really what God calls us to? And that's the question, because that's what it is. This side is knowing God. I know God. I believe in God. This side is, well, I share my faith with people. I do what God tells me to do. I volunteer. I go out. I do the things that are getting God into the world. I follow the mission of God. And I know the mission of God is to share the gospel with all nations. And that's what I'm called to do. So, there's a commitment. Do you, do you guys remember, here, here's, there's Drew. Here, here's, a, uh, here's a movie reference. Bruce Almighty. You guys remember Bruce Almighty with Jim Carrey? Yeah, it's probably not the best reference for church in the morning. But anyways, he, he becomes God. God says, okay, you know what? You think you can do this. Have my job for a while. You be God. So, he's pretty good at it, giving people anything they want. You know, he gets a few, few emails, he answers them, that's quick, that's easy. And everything becomes a mess. Everything becomes a mess. 
because he doesn't know how to be God. He knows God, but he's not God. And sometimes that's where we get confused. And so finally, God takes it away from him. Thank you. By then he's lost his girlfriend, he's lost everything, and gets hit by a truck. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what our life's like when we, we think we're God. And, and that's what Jeremiah is doing at the moment. No, I know, I know what I need more than you know what I need. And that's why God reminds him, I knew you before. I know you intimately, deeply, well, and I know you can do this. But that's where we need that divide. It's not our work, it's God's work. And when we go, me, God goes, yes. Then we remember, we're the voice of God, we're God's hands, we're God's feet, and we're God's heart. And that's really what people wanna see. They wanna see the heart of God. And he tells Jeremiah, today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot, tear down, destroy, overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. Jeremiah is given quite a mission. Now we're okay with the planting part, aren't we? We all, we all like that parable, we're throwing seeds. We go, we ask, we're, we're, the, we're the seed throwers. We go around, we throw the seeds, and God builds them up. The tearing down part and uprooting part, tearing down and uprooting, <laughs> we're not so good at. Because we want things to always be the same. And if we change it, well, then what are we going to do? That means we have to learn something new. I, I know that's like a swear word in a Presbyterian church, change. It, but God calls us to it. He calls us to do that. That's where it is. And, and here's the thing. Not everyone's going to like you when you do these things. When you actually follow this. Today I point you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. In other words, there are things that are wrong, aren't there? And nations don't have to be Outside, there's little nations, little tiny. We call them cliques, and, and sometimes we call them camps. They're a group of people. They're a basic nation to themselves. And, and sometimes you have to stand against them, and sometimes you have to uproot and remove. How do you feel about that? Now you're, now you're starting to think like a prophet. Now you're starting to think like a person God has called because you're going, I don't want to do that part of the mission. I like this part. I like build up and plant. This part, not so much so. Can I just do half of it? No, we can't. We're called to the whole thing. But here's the thing God says. When you're doing it, don't be afraid of the people. Don't worry about it. For I will be with you and I will protect you. It's going to seem hard to make the changes that God calls us to do, but God will never desert us, and God will always walk with us. That's why he says to Jeremiah, I put the words in your mouth that I want you to say. That comes with prayer. That comes with knowing each other 
And that comes with listening to God more than we listen to ourselves. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that we can gather today. We thank you, Lord, that you have chosen us, that you have always known us, that you have always been calling us, and you have always been waiting for us to answer. Lord, we think about the people who cannot be here this morning. We think about those that are traveling, those that are away. We think about, Lord, the people who simply could not get out of bed this morning and could not be here because their spirit is broken. Perhaps their heart is broken. Perhaps they are lonely, Lord, and don't know how to get out of that. Lord, we ask that our prayers just lift them, your arms surround them, and they know that they are loved, that the love of God flows through them and in them and is shared by all his people. Lord, if that's us this morning, we place ourselves at your feet. And we know, Lord, when we come before you humbly, we can come before you boldly, and we can ask for healing and forgiveness. We can ask to be lifted. We can share our joys. This morning, Lord, may your word go forth as we go out as your people. May it be shared not only with this neighborhood and community, but with this city, with this country, with this world, Lord. May your word go out strongly, mightily, boldly, and may we carry it for you. And we ask this all in Christ's name. Amen.